You're listening to Juicy Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Bacigalupo, and in this episode, I'll be interviewing Siobhan Cherry of Spark Be More. Spark Be More is in Baltimore, Be More short for Baltimore, and it is an amazing example of a space that embodies what it means to be more than just a shared workspace. It's something we talk a lot about. It certainly came up a lot at Juicy USA in Denver last week, and it's something that I think we need to be talking more about in really specific terms. What does it mean to be more than just a workspace? And in Siobhan's case, and in the case of Spark Be More, that means really being proactive about supporting the journey of the company and helping people to really grow in very specific ways. And so uh, what they've built has been tremendously impactful for a city that needs a space like this to help to stimulate things. And so she's an incredible leader. She's got a great mind. She's extremely knowledgeable of how her space fits into the ecosystem of the city. And so I'm very grateful to have had a chance to get her thoughts on tape, (laughs) on digital tape to share with you. So without further ado, let's get into the conversation with Siobhan Cherry on this Juicy Podcast, episode 30. Siobhan, I'm so excited to have you along for the program. Thanks for joining me. Thanks so much for having me. I want to acknowledge what a travesty is that this is the first podcast interview you've done. I mean, that's an honor for me because I feel like it's the first of many, but I'm excited to kind of uh, get you into the podcast world. I'm I'm, I'm a noob. I'm welcome. I'm excited to be here. So I'm I'm ready for it. I'm glad this is my first. Great. So tell me a little bit, rewind the tape. Give me a bit of your own story of how you got into the world of co-working and and what did you end up doing and how did this all come together? Yeah, it's a bit of a journey um, as everyone has their own journey. Mine's a very unique, um, fun exploration. So uh, I'm born and based in Baltimore. Um, I have been in the Baltimore tech community, whether on the defense contracting side or the private sector side, for about 14 years, um, worked as a defense contractor for about five years right out of college, uh, did a lot of design, user experience uh, work in that uh, space, and then decided I really need to go to private sector. Um, nothing against government contracting. I, you know, it's, it's a great space, but I really wanted something a little more that could um, kind of to- hone in on my creative um, energy. Um, so shifted to the private sector, worked for a local mobile agency here in Baltimore for, uh, I was employee number five um, in the basement of our CEO's house. We were literally a startup. You know, if there was a co-working space in Baltimore at that time, we probably would have been working out of one. Um, but uh 12 years ago that didn't really exist <laughs> So in, in our inner city. So uh, we grew from about five people to 50 in a four and a half year time frame. So a lot of um, startup energy, entre- entrepreneurial growth in that sector. And during that time, I was really hands-on 
and how do we sort of pair business development with our recruiting role, with our recruiting goals, uh, with kind of our work workplace culture within that company. And I kind of fell into this interesting connecting with the ecosystem in Baltimore, connecting with fellow startups, being a speaker, being an advocate for, for startups, while also being a representative um, on the creative team within um, that organization. And the bug bit me. I, you know, I was really, how do I stay engaged in this community? How do I stay connected with startup companies? And the opportunity came uh, where there was an organization called um, Dreamit Ventures and Dreamit Health. They were looking for a new project manager to head up their um, health technology accelerator that was launching in there for their 2015 class. And I was very excited because this is an opportunity for 10, that 10 companies were moving to the Baltimore area to accelerate and grow their health tech-focused startups. And they range from, Venice, uh, from Spain, from Wisconsin, Orlando, Florida, San Francisco, all of these really um, interesting, diverse individuals and companies coming to Baltimore for a 16-week program to accelerate their teams. And um, I was brought on um, for that initiative. I joined that team to basically be the program manager, be their Baltimore concierge, get them to know the lay of the land, the city, and also work with them to connect with mentors, resources, programming while they were in that four-month program in Baltimore. And ironically, the space that we were um, doing our accelerator program in was the future home of Spark, uh, much, to, much to my unknowing at the time, um, being a, basically a tenant within a workspace building in downtown Baltimore. Uh, our, the parent company of Spark, the Cordish companies, uh, about four years ago uh, decided, hey, how do we support the entrepreneurial ecosystem? How do we really hone in and, and give some legs to the entrepreneurial of, uh, spirit of entrepreneurship within the Baltimore community? and decided to dive into workspace culture, co-working. They weren't quite sure how to really dive into it. How do we do it effectively? How are we genuine to connect with the community? And they put together an advisory board. They were seeking out individuals who were established, had boots on the ground, could be an ambassador, or who could lead the community aspect and who could launch Spark effectively. Well, I was already here in the building, ironically. So, um, well, it's more than that, really. I I have to say, it's not just that I was already here, um, but that a few members on the advisory board, apparently my name came up multiple times. And going back to their team, they're like, why does that sound so familiar? Oh, wait, she's already here. You know, she's already running an accelerator out of our space. So it was kind of a bit of a serendipitous um, connection there, if if you want to say. And that was in the spring of 2015. Um, so I, I was able to join the, the, the future Spark team, which was literally myself and a, a director of operations. So I was heading up community, they were heading up operations, and we literally had a six-month um, lead time for to get leasing, to get connected with companies, to kind of build up the brand that was to be Spark. And Spark Baltimore was officially born on January 8th of 2016. So uh, we are three years old. Amazing. And so you really kind of worked your way into the, the position to be thought of as somebody who would be the right person to make this happen, which is really cool, right? When you're doing good work and you're making yourself known to people in a position of influence, 
then people are going to think of you when they think, well, you know, this, this is a person who can get it done. Exactly. And that's, and that's exactly how it was. It wasn't sort of, oh, let's fill in this position. It, they, there was a lot of interviews or a lot of individuals that they reached out to. But when it comes down to it, they're looking for a bridge. They're looking for someone who knew what the footprint, what the, what the, the, the heartbeat of Baltimore what was happening in our tech community. Um, for me, having that experience of being involved in the Baltimore ecosystem since 2005, so once I graduated um, college, I had, you know, the, those 10 years of, you know, really hands-on experience of how the Baltimore community, how the, on the tech side, on the nonprofit side, on the government side, anything involved that's kind of wrapping in, in technology and startup culture, what's happening in our city. Um, so meeting with them and as they were kind of seeing what we were doing within that accelerator program, and also talking to other people in the community. Uh, we like to say that Baltimore is small to more. Um, you're not, what is it, the six degrees of Kevin Bacon? We're not six degrees in Baltimore. You're two degrees of separation in Baltimore from anyone who can really support you or give you mentorship or advice or just to have a conversation with that can um, accelerate you in the space that you're working within. Um, so once they saw that creative energy and those connections that were already established within my network, it just, it was a perfect fit for what they wanted um, Spark to be. And also, you don't know what you don't know. You know, they weren't too sure what would lead, you know, now, now three years later, what that would lead to. So um, we, we've had a lot, this has been a very interesting journey for the Spark brand and our community here. Um, in itself. I mean, we, we launched on day one with about 22 member companies within our community. And now as of today, uh, we're at 143 companies that call Spark home within our co-working community. That kind of infrastructure is so incredibly valuable. You know, I, I imagine a lot of people who are getting started don't have the benefit of that. And of course, you have to deal with answering to someone else and someone else's interests and and agenda, but if that agenda and interest is aligned with yours and with the interest of the city and of the companies there, then real magic can happen. It sounds exactly. like you're really finding that healthy relationship. Yeah. And a lot of people tend to um, sort of equate us to a larger co-working operator who shall not be named um, with the whole, because we're a very luxe feel. You come into the space, it looks good, it feels good. Um, we have a lot of, we're the marriage of hospitality and entrepreneurship. So we have a lot of onsite amenities and things like that in the space. So a lot of people equate us to, oh, you're strictly, you know, this is what you're doing. You're strictly real estate. Well, in actuality, um, we're really focused on community building and community support. We are a for-profit model, um, which is different from other, you know, nonprofit or, or other social impact focused spaces. Um, but we are um, pairing that community focus, that ecosystem building. And it's a really great pairing with the Portage companies because they are, they are based in Baltimore. Baltimore is, 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 home base for them. Um, they're still a privately owned, com- privately, private family owned company. So they have a vested interest. This is not just another quote investment property or real estate play for this organization. They are very large. They have sort of a multiple um, spaces throughout the country, but Baltimore's home and they felt there's a lot of heart that they put into wanting to do this and making sure that they were finding individuals 
who had that same heart to want to make sure that that mission, that drive of providing a space for for the Baltimore community to successfully grow their businesses. So for me, um, it's been a, a great pairing because you, you really don't see that in a lot of um, sort of corporate structures in general, and especially in the co-working industry. It can be a rare thing because a lot of companies just focus on the bottom line. And while that is extremely important, for obvious reasons, you need to pay your mortgage, um, but there's a long game, there's a long play there. There's a long game plan. How, how do we make sure that we are not just bettering ourselves as an organization, but we're bettering our city and our neighbors um, and our state, the state of Maryland as well. We're not just serving um, the city of Baltimore, but we have individuals and companies that maybe they have team members on the eastern shore of Maryland, or maybe they're focused in Frederick, Maryland, on the western side of the state. And Baltimore, our location is sort of that epicenter for them to go to. So I, I feel very blessed, hashtag blessed, um, for being a part of an organization that has the whatnot to want to say, hey, we're not going to, you know, hold the hold you back. We know you have the, the vision and the drive and the energy and the experience. You know, this is, I'm not new to this game. I've been in the ecosystem of startups for, you know, close to 14 years now um, of saying, hey, we trust you and go for it. And that's been for me now almost a four-year really professional relationship of that trust and to be able to grow this brand. Siobhan, super great. Uh, I'd love to hear if you want to share maybe a specific story of a particularly impactful thing that resulted from all of this good stuff that's been happening. Um, we have a, I have a few examples of those, actually. Um, one, um, one of our uh, largest um, members within the space, uh, Fearless, they do software development, work closely with uh, government, private sector companies. Um, one of their largest um, contracts is with the SBA, the Small Business Administration. Um, one of the, obviously their SBA works closely with small businesses, hence the name. And um, what Fearless is doing with working and supporting their software development goals, they redesigned, rehashed their hub zone map um, a few years ago, and now they're working with them on more projects. One of the requirements for obvious reasons is to be able to work closely with and be in proximity of a lot of small businesses. They want to know if they're doing user testing um, that, that are going to su support the needs um, of small businesses. How can Fearless successfully do that? Well, they're here. They're in the heart of a, of a thriving co-working community that has over 140 companies in it. So when, they, when they're getting down to user testing, um, they don't really have to go seek out, you know, go out into, you know, they have this nice little beta test bed right here. Obviously, they do connect with the greater community outside of Spark, um, but they can easily Slack or email or we'll send things out on their behalf to be able to connect. And that may seem like a smaller sort of picture, but when you think about it, you ha we have, you know, of the companies that we have in this space, we have a represent, we represent about 17 different industries. There's nonprofits, for-profits, other government contractors that are on site. So it's a really great sort of diverse window of what the, the collective Baltimore ecosystem looks like. So in turn, as they're developing resources, development platforms, things like that for SBA, SBA is now in turn using all of that 
um, for the greater good, for Baltimore, for the state of Maryland, for the rest of the country. So it's sort of this echo, you know, it kind of grows. So it's kind of, it makes perfect sense for, for them to work from a space like ours. Um, another sort of fun, um, like sort of feel good story, if you put it in that, in those terms, um, one of our members, Duo Press, they're actually a book publishing um, company um, specializing in children's books, a lot of hard, um, hardback. One of my favorites is the ABC of Feminism, one of, obviously one of my faves. Um, so as they were launching out one of their new uh, spring catalogs of books coming out, um, the, the founder was kind of like, okay, well, I need to connect I need to find some baby models. They, they needed some babies to interact and play with some of the books that they had on site. Um, so we said, why don't you just do a baby model call within Spark? And that's exactly what they did. So it was kind of an interesting, you know, um, reach out to the community. And lo and behold, we did a little photo shoot of uh, about five um, infants to toddlers that were just here on site. We changed up one of our, our meeting rooms to kind of look more like a playroom. And they were able to successfully shoot those photos for their new launch, other new catalog. Um, in turn, babies got a lot of books and toys. Um, parents are really happy about that. So it's that sort of that collaborative spirit that's allowing other companies to grow and thrive and, and be supportive. Um, another sort of fun, well, not fun, but a really valuable connection that our community has to each other, um, a lot of valuable just want and drive to give back to our, our Baltimore community to, to volunteer and to do service and work with each other. So one of our um, nonprofits that's on site, they work with service-oriented organizations and they try to find individuals and companies who want to volunteer and, and work for those organizations in Baltimore. So it's a perfect space for them to connect with all the companies or fellow neighbors that are here. Hey, there's a trash pickup or, Hey, there's an, uh, can you talk to these young ladies that are, you know, maybe survivors of sex trafficking or they're living in a halfway house or whatever they may be. They have access to individuals who actively want to participate and support um, the betterment of, of those individuals in Baltimore. So all they had to do is walk down the hall and say, hey, would you like to participate? Awesome, that works. Let's set a date and time. It, it saves time, it saves energy, and they have this really great sort of pool of individuals and companies who actually want to support. I think that's the hardest thing to kind of hurdle, especially when you're in the nonprofit space, finding people who actually want to take the time to support your initiative or your goals. And the fact that um, you have close to now 450 individuals that work within our building that can support that. It's, it's, such, a, it's such a nice access and, and story. Not just story, but it's great. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, the impact is just so uh, obvious and incredible. So I'm excited that you're focused on that because I think a lot of spaces can get very easily dragged into just renting workspace and just kind of yes. doing whatever they can to get people in the door. It sounds like you're really staying on top of that, which is good. Uh, so, and we, yeah. And we do have a, as people are coming um, and sort of reaching out to get space with us, we do have, like some spaces have application processes. Like you said, other spaces are just like, we want anyone and everyone in the space. We don't care. We just want your money. Um, we're 
not in either of those camps. You know, we do have a vetting process for the companies that are coming in, you know, and if for some reason we're not the right fit for your organization or the goals that you're trying to meet, we work very closely with the other co-working spaces within the region. So, and we, it's again, that's Maltimore. Um, we, I stay connected with them. Uh, we had an organization that came in and they had specific needs for wet lab space. We currently do not have wet lab space on site. So we were able to introduce um, them to the other organization that can provide that. Well, they ended up actually keeping a smaller membership with us because they still wanted to stay within this community, but also ended up working with the, the, other, the other co-working space that, have, that was catering to life sciences and, and biotech that could um, support what their goals were. So collaboration, not just being the spirit of collaboration within our space, but the importance of collaboration outside of our co-working space in the rest of Baltimore is extremely important to us. Um, we're not sort of beholden to any particular university or one organization. Um, and we have this really great opportunity to really grow and build these robust, rich partnerships with any and all organization in Baltimore that, and outside of Baltimore that will be for the benefit, the benefit of our companies and for us as well. So that's what makes us, me really excited to be able to come to work, you know, and, and connect our, our members with those organizations that can better, you know, their manufacturing focus or their biotech focus, or maybe they need legal assistance or, you know, maybe they just want a fun night out and, and want to hang out, you know, we, we're, we really like that we can facilitate that and sort of not have our hands tied in a way. Um, a, quite a few co-working spaces are, maybe they have allegiance or they have ties to a particular organization or a particular university, and that can create silos. It creates this sort of, we're in our own bubble, our own space, and since we are not beholden to that, and we do have that trust with our parent organization to go out and build those relationships, it's, it's really great. It allows this kind of clean pathway to build those bridges throughout all of um, Baltimore, Maryland. I love that. I feel like you guys are set up to really make a tremendous impact going forward. And Baltimore is just such an incredible place to be able to build something like this because there's just so much potential and there's so many people like yourself, I feel like, who are just needing that extra little opportunity to get in the same room as other people who, who are passionate and yeah. be able to get that gears turning. And I think there's a lot of there's a lot of people tend to underestimate Baltimore. They listen to what they see on the national news. They may have a friend of a friend of or, or someone who lives in the county. And so that's sort of the thing that we're battling against, that sort of negative people who are not here, who are not boots on the ground, who maybe they don't live here, maybe they don't work here, they don't really fully understand what the energy that's happening here. And, you know, like haters going to hate, you know, they don't really understand what's, what's going on, but there's, there's so many possibilities. There's so many creative energy and the scrappy sort of hustle. That's like the root of Baltimore city and Baltimore. Um, that that's what fuels us. You know, that's what fuels us driving spark. That's what fuels the, the startup, you know, entrepreneur that launched his or her company here in the city. 
And um, I think it's sort of part of our, our journey as a city and a, our journey as a co-working space and my journey as an individual who's um, leading this initiative here is that we have that drive and we're not complacent by any means. And I think that's a great asset for our city to really become something that no one was expecting it to be. I love that. I feel like one day I want to see it juicy in Baltimore. Yes, yes. I, I would love that. Yeah. I mean, in the past two to three years, just the explosion of co-working within our city has been great. And it's just a natural pairing of the established um, tech ecosystem with the business community and our three sort of main verticals, if you want to call them, are cybersecurity, education, tech, and health technology. And those three are really fueling this energy of companies coming into the space, individuals moving into the area. And um, yeah, so let me know. I'm ready to host. <laughs> great. I am definitely not uh, playing any role in deciding that. But it, would great. <laughs> okay. it would be great to see it happen in, the, in that region and really be able to connect DC yes. and, and Philly as well. Uh, Siobhan, it's been such a pleasure. I'm so glad we got a chance to chat and congrats on all of your progress. Congrats on the great work you're doing and you've made for a fabulous podcast host. So keep up the great work. And if there are other podcast hosts listening, give Siobhan a call. <laughs> yep. Check us out. Um, Spark Baltimore. If you, uh, you know, want to visit us, our website is spark-bmore.com. We're at Spark Bmore on Twitter and Instagram. So check out some photos of the space, what we're doing. Super excited to be on the podcast. This is really fun. Spark-bmore.com, the letter B, M-O-R-E, oh. as in yes. Baltimore. Be More inspires you to be more. How about that? Exactly. Be More <laughs> inspires you to be more. And this has been such a fun time talking with you and, and sharing um, just our journey, my journey here in Baltimore and our journey of, of growing this ecosystem. So thank you for the time. You got it, Siobhan. All right. Thanks so much and take care. All right. Thank you. Bye. inspiring story from Siobhan Cherry doing great work in Baltimore and looks like she's going to be on her way to be continuing to do great work for a long time. So want to say first of all thank you to everyone who came out to Juicy USA in Denver. It was such an amazing chance to see some old friends, to make some new friends and just some incredible people in attendance who are really doing great work in all over the world. I mean, there's people there who are starting the first bases in their cities and their islands. And so always an amazing time. And Liz and Stormy and Ashley and the team just did an incredible job putting everything together. The Opera House was absolutely wild to be in. It felt so cool to be on that stage. And so uh, you can be in on the next Juicy. The next Juicy coming up is in London in September, September 23rd and 24th. And then we've got in Toronto, Juicy Canada at the end of October. Head over to juicy.co, gcuc.co to learn more about that. And say hi to me, I'm Tony, T-O-N-Y, at nwc.co or Tony Be Good on Twitter. Would love to connect. And in the meantime, keep doing great work in your city and keep being awesome. <laughs>